Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. tell you about some stuff you, you want to hear about some stuff you got some stuff for me yes i would yeah, love to I hear some stuff about some stuff good so we're gonna take a little trip back a few centuries to start tonight okay cool time travel huge fan yeah we're gonna go back to around the year 800 common era okay uh, some consider 800 to be the beginning of the Holy Roman Empire because on December 25th in the year 800, Pope Leo III crowned the Frankish king Charlemagne emperor. Fact. Oh, boy. Yeah, fact. Although it wasn't first called the Holy Roman Empire, it eventually got that title around the 13th century. Either way, though, it was an empire. Yes, in a nutshell, the Holy Roman Empire was a multi-ethnic complex of territories in Western and Central Europe that developed during the early Middle Ages. Thanks, Wikipedia. Booyah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, collective consciousness of the world. Yeah, so for the sake of what we're talking about at the moment, let's consider the Holy Roman Empire and the period of time that it dominated the world as part one. Okay? Okay. So then, if there's a part one, we have to go for a part two. And for what we're discussing tonight, uh, part two, the second time slot we need to touch on here briefly uh, is the realm that followed the Holy Roman Empire. The Holy Roman Empire fell apart during the Napoleonic Wars. Okay. As you can imagine... Napoleon had a big part to do with that. Uh, yes, I figure he is <laughs> a primary character in the Napoleonic Wars. <laughs> Good. Yes. Most people are probably aware of that. Hopefully. And if they're not, if you're welcome, just putting that together, yeah. well, wait. You're a little late, but Napoleon, you got there. That's all that matters. Napoleon was part of the Napoleonic Wars? <laughs> well, did you learn yeah. something today, man? <laughs> you learned something yeah. today. <laughs> yep. Well, Napoleon uh, Bonaparte. Yeah. You know. Oh, I already said that. 
Oh, yep. Well, Anyways. He's, still, he's a guy. Yeah. So these, this isn't our entire topic today, though. I'm just trying to simplify these periods of time down to that, you know. And this period of time, you know, Napoleon went around. He stirred up a bunch of shit, and the Holy Roman Empire fractured into numerous kingdoms or empires. Got it. Yeah. So what came after that period of time? The, the next period was set to endure for a thousand years. This next oh. period of time we are going to talk about tonight would be the third, right? It would be the Third Reich, to be specific. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, there? oh, no. <laughs> well, since you said yep. a thousand years, I was like, mm. Uh-oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> the Third Reich. Nazis. Nick, we're going to talk about Nazis. The, well, it's, they're always out of my mind these days. That's fine. <laughs> Good. But, Yeah. yeah. I don't think we've really talk, talked on any Nazi stuff in past Weird and Feared episodes, though. I, yeah, I don't think we've we've dwelled on them except for mentioning them since they're this part of the peripheral of everything that exists. You know, like they're a big part of like the last uh, of modern everything. Right. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Science, technology, society. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And I mean, even even those previous events that you talked about, I mean, just crazy things keep blurring into crazy things. Like, like history has never really been normal, guys. It's always been insane. Yeah. Right. I mean, yep. I, 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 maybe for like yeah, two years, nothing happened. And then it was like, yeah, ah. it was the same two, like 28 years in all of history that there weren't anybody, any wars <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah, just 28 years, whatever time. Like, I don't this know. Was, what do like, we do? Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. You want to play cards? And somebody throws a rock at somebody, and, and it's, oh. it's back at it. You know? Yeah, they probably were at peace playing a board game, and then somebody was a sore loser, and it's like, oh, fuck. They were playing get... Risk. Oh, <laughs> and they no. were like, no. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not a game to me. Oh, God. Why? Yeah. Well, Nazis, like we just kind of hit on. Big yep. topic. So Large let me topic. reel this in a little bit okay, for you sure. here. Uh, sure. We're not gonna we're not gonna get out of control with the <laughs> Nazi not? talk here. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. That's fair. Because there's a lot that we could dive into, from missing treasure, secret bases, genetic horror shows, horror shows. Yeah. It's a hard word to say. Um, I got you. I'm here. I'm here with you. I hear it. You know, all sorts of stuff that our show typically touches on. And only a handful of what these goons get up to, really, is, you know, the secret bases, the horror shows. There's all sorts of nonsense. Right. Yep. I mean, they're, they're loaded with it. They're chock full of it. It's a mad time. Yeah. So, again, I'm going to try to keep us a little bit more on topic here. There's a reason I led you up to this point with the talk of empires and such. Okay. The Third Reich, Hitler's Nazi Germany. It's like I said before, it was supposed to reign for a thousand years. So we're going to do a brief recap, not the entire buildup of the Nazi party. Um, 
we're going to focus a little bit more on military side of things. Okay. So the Nazi government began secretly building up their military for the majority of the 1930s. Uh, it was against the Vienna Conference. I think that's what it was. I probably should have wrote that down. Um, that followed World War I. Um, so in secret, they began building up a military. And that kind of culminated on the 1st of September with in 1939 when they decided to invade Poland. Yeah. And thusly the outbreak of the Second World War, right? Yeah, that's ten, that's the, uh, you know, they brought Poland the quick, to the... The uh, quick and dirty timeline. Yeah, they brought Poland to the party first and then they wanted to invite everybody else. Nobody wants this party. No. Stop it. So, the Blitzkrieg, or lightning war tactics that the Third Reich employed, were wildly successful in the early days of the war. These tactics were spearheaded by an offense that hit hard and fast, barreled through the defenses of other nations with armored vehicles, overwhelming infantry, air support, and maybe a dash of shock and awe in there. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, they were... Yeah, just they were juggernauts because nobody expected it really. Nobody wanted it, that's for sure. No. Bad. Um, so these were kind of modified tactics that had been adapted post World War One, added into a whole, add in a whole new retinue of weapons and other horrors ready to unleash upon the globe. And that's how they managed to conquer a lot of Europe into Africa, Africa, and, you know, all that so quickly. But once they were there, what happened? I mean, ultimately, we know what happened, you know. The world got sick of Nazis, bullshit, and yeah, decided to whoop some yeah. ass. That's enough, yeah. Here comes the world smackdown. Yeah. Allied whoop ass, you fucking idiots. Yeah, but it, it wasn't going to be an easy task, though. And no. during all this time, the Nazis were, you know, expecting it, waiting for it. They were planning on how to keep their new empire. This is World War II now. The world had hardly recovered from the prequel. And that prequel, World War One, was a war of battleground with new and horrifying weapons that had made their first appearance on a battlefield such as tanks machine guns flamethrowers poison gas tanks again because that's what i wrote again aircraft <laughs> <laughs> tanks and tanks lots of tanks i mean they're scary tanks. they <laughs> they're are especially scary. scary in world war one <laughs> oh my god it's true yeah world war one tanks world war two tanks Terror all around. Terror tanks. Nobody likes those. Right. Terrifying weapons. So when the first episode is such a hit, people expect the sequel to be bigger and better, right? Ah, oh, fuck. Unfortunately. So tonight we aren't going to discuss anything all that supernatural. That will be most likely a different Nazi topic. Okay. Uh... 
or, you know, just our topics in general. But we're going to talk about some weird stuff. Okay. Tonight we're going to talk about Nazi wonder weapons. Oh, no. Yeah. These guys. (laughs) Well, yeah. That could go anywhere, right? That's just your mind's probably racing at the moment. That is a fact. That is true. So let's start simple. The Nazis developed an insane amount of new weapons that were supposed to help their war effort and to help them reach their ultimate goal of that 1,000-year reign. They had their best engineers and scientists developing all sorts of groundbreaking technology. Naval vessels, armored vehicles, gliders, airplanes, jets, helicopters, different sorts of bombs, artillery. You name it as a type of device that could be used in warfare, and they were either creating it, working on some version of it, or working on some version of that weapon. Yeah, they were just that's really like... That. Oh, I was just yeah. saying, yeah, they really just weren't... You know, they really just kind of threw that treaty in the trash. Like, nah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> not only that are we throwing a, it in the that trash... That was a fun couple of years. Yeah, he'll, yeah. Not only are we throwing it in the trash, we're just going to keep... We're just, it's like the, what's the exact opposite of doing nothing? Oh, doing everything. Here we come, world. No. Yep. Why? Oh. Well, the, so weapons are not all that strange, you know, blah. Ultimately, they do the same thing one way or another. Boring. So yeah. let's talk about one with a sick name. Okay. Vampire. Va- that's it? Vampire? Vampire. Huh. Nazi vampire. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's not what you're thinking. No, it's no. I mean, I'm putting that aside, but just like a Nazi vampire, huh? Yeah. Man, I almost call him a Nazi. I call him Nazi. That was was wild. That's a wild pronunciation. Nazis. Yeah. So, yeah, vampire. You excited now? This is what I wrote before we already had this. I knew this is how Good. You know, how this was going to go. And I was like, well, that's unfortunate (laughs) (laughs) because this one has an awesome name. And for the 1940s was super badass, but most of you won't be very impressed by the vampire right now. It's a night vision infrared scope. You know, these didn't really see much action. And what they did was at the very end of the war effort. And, you know, at that point, its window of opportunity to, like, change the tide of war was kind of missed got it and and although you and our listeners may not find night vision optics all that exciting it's a little scary to think what may have been different if they had been used more widely across the africa and african and european theaters yeah it would have been i mean it would not have been good yeah it would have been less than great yeah so that one actually came to fruition, though. You know, we have infrared technology now. Um, yeah. And it's kind of the case for a lot of these following wonder weapons that a lot of them were there, but they didn't, they just came a little too late, which 
probably a good thing. Yes, it worked out right? for the best, I would say. Yeah, I'd say that's a good outcome, how things went yeah. down. Right, so the name of that one, a little misleading. Cool, not weird, really. It looks weird, but not that outrageous given that 20 years ago you could, you know, get a handicam with infrared night vision on it. So sure. let's follow it up with another strange but simple one. Okay. The crumb, the Crumloff. Okay, Crumloff. What's, what's he about? The curved rifle. Oh, no. Impossibly ambitious, yet impossibly simple. If you pull up a picture of it, it's exactly what it sounds like. You know. How, how do you spell this? Crumb with a K. Okay. K R U M M L A U off. U off. <laughs> F. <laughs> oh no. Right. For like a, I mean, like yeah, like around corners and stuff. Or yeah, it's a it's a rifle attachment designed to allow soldiers to shoot around corners or over walls. Does that work? <laughs> Does it? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't look like it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, most rifles tend to have straight barrels for a reason because you want to <laughs> shoot straight. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck you fucks like they they had a problem they wanted to solve and they were like this will do well, it no it won't yeah. <laughs> uh-huh so just as obvious as the weapons uses were the problems that came along with a curved rifle <laughs> were they just losing arms they just blowing off the front of this gun <laughs> what the fuck it did better than that the bend in the barrel sent bullets scraping across the internal barrel, causing them to break apart, and they would kind of shoot in an unintentional shotgun blast around corners. Well, that's a cute so. little surprise. <laughs> Boom! Oh, no! <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? So as a rifle, maybe not that effective. But as a defensive thing when you don't want to stick your head around a wall, eh. I mean, I guess as long as it's not blown up in your hand and it's sending bullets toward, you know, the opposing yeah. forces, not toward you. Or you're you. not, like, pointing it at your buddy and be like, watch this, I'm going to shoot over there, though. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. Somebody stands right in front of it. It's like, you won't, it won't hit you. You're fine. What? Yeah, look, it's aimed that way. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Ah. Yeah. Well. The curved rifle attachment was made at different angles all the way up to a full 90-degree turn. That's, I mean, what the fuck? That's probably the one that you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Like, I mean, yeah. I. Oh, man. What on earth? Yeah. So the only one that really seemed to find any success and got any sort of production at all was uh, the 30-degree model. It seemed to, you know, not blow apart as quickly. I think it could handle up to a couple hundred rounds. Again, I don't know how effectively they would fire. There's a few Mythbusters things you can watch on it, too, I think. Oh, yeah? How do those go? They shot. Okay. And they bend. And it would have killed somebody. I don't know how close you would have had to be. Right. Because they were very close. <laughs> 
little sneak but attack. But it worked. I, I'm just imagining being an allied soldier who like catches a glimpse of this thing, like peeping under, like, like, what is that? What is that? It's like yeah. a little, like a metal snake. Like, get out of here. <laughs> that sucks. Fuck yeah, that. then it just pops. Yeah. All right, you ready for another cool name? Okay. Dragon. Good. Yeah. Strong. Okay. Go with names. So. They love their fucking good names. names. They love their fucking they, names. They do have good names. I'll give them that. It's because this is, they're just like, you know, you always watch a movie and like, oh, the bad guys. Yeah. That's why they're bad guys. They name things vampire and dragon. Those are bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, what bad that's guys true. do. Oh, they cover, again, I mean, it's, oh, yeah, and they cover their art, their their uniforms with skulls. Yeah, that's bad guy stuff. Obvious bad yeah. guy stuff. Yeah, that's a classic uh, Mitchell and Webb skit. It, it's so good. Skulls. It's, it's such a good one. Every it's other really month, good one. Every other month, I just want to, I just, I either watch it or I want to watch it, or I just think about it and I laugh. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. Are we? Are well, we the baddies? Well, so... Yeah, are we the baddies? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but back to dragon. Yes, back to dragon. Uh, it's actually kind of shocking how much military technology comes from Nazi engineers. Yeah, like, it's pretty gross. Yeah, and that's kind of where the dragon comes in here. Uh, the helicopter. Oh. You know. I know that. The dragon was the FW-61. Or no, that was the the original helicopter. The dragon was the FA-223. And... It was a revolutionary new helicopter that could exceed 100 miles per hour Uh and had a cargo capacity of more than 2,000 pounds. It's heavy duty. It was a a heavy duty helicopter in the 1940s, which is pretty crazy. Um, Luckily, Allied bombing raids ended up destroying the place that these were manufactured the factories before they really took off oh what a tragedy oh shucks oh no no nazi dragons oh no yeah yeah bye bye (laughs) yeah all right it's a cool name big helicopter strange yeah not exactly weird no but wiped off the earth so that's scary Yeah. yeah Something to be feared, but not weird. Ah, truth. So, so let's start getting a little weirder here, you know? Okay. The bouncing bomb. That doesn't seem very precise. It sounds pretty cool, though. (laughs) (laughs) You want a a bomb to bounce? Yeah, 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 hey, what if instead of just falling and exploding, this bomb bounced and exploded? Okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. It'd be yeah. scary. Be like, wow, that thing just hit the ground and then it bounced up again. Yeah. But it's, that's it's like, yeah, the bomb like yells, psych, what? <laughs> I'm going to go to the town over. I'll see you later. 
Yeah. Oh God. It just waves. Later. Yeah. Later. Uh, Aren't you a bomb? <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of where my mind went to when I first read Bouncing Bomb. But this nine thousand pound of pounds of motorized bomb was actually dropped into water. Mm. I guess and there it would, and there would bounce along the surface until it reached ah. the spot above its underwater target, and then it would sink and explode. Yikes! And yeah, you know, so the Germans had this, but it was actually a British project initially, and the Germans recovered one that didn't detonate and reverse engineered it. Well, that's shitty. Right. Weird, though, because I was unaware that 9,000-pound explosive devices could be skipped across the water like a stone. Were you? I never thought about it, so I would say I was also in the dark on this yeah. This um, this physical option for bombs. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that into bombs. No. I should say on the internet, I'm not into bombs. Yeah, anti-bomb. Yeah, I'm against the bombs. I'm against all kinds of bombs. Yeah. Can we not? Less bombs. Well, continuing on into our our strange things, uh, this one is a bit more of a mystery. Even when you look at this one, it's kind of bizarre. Okay. The Kugelpanzer. The name translates as ball tank or sphere tank. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Which is this? Okay, what weird game, video game is this coming out of? Which kind of describes it perfectly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, what kind of what kind of weird vic- <laughs> weird cyberpunk Victorian shit show is this from? Yeah. And that's basically all we know about it. Cool. You looking cool. up pictures of it? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. There's some that are really round, and they've got there's a With... man standing. It looks like an escape pod of a starship. Yeah. With no accompanying documentation and much of the inside stripped out when the Soviets uh, found a model at the end of the war. They're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> the Kugelpanzer is still kind of a mystery. Lots of people speculate on it. Uh, perhaps the Nazis didn't think it was up for up to the task of their war effort since they shipped it to the Japanese who seemed to have used it in Manchuria where ultimately the Soviets found it. What is kind of most popularly theorized is that it seems to be a one-man reconnaissance tank equipped with an an armored outer wall and a viewing slot. And look up a picture of this if you're at all interested because it looks like a ball with kind of like rope. Like wheels, like part of it. I don't know how to describe it. Like you're looking at it. What does it look like? It's like a, a ball. 
it's a with ball tank tread wrapped around the sides kinda. and it's got treads wrapped. like imagine like a bouncy ball and then you put a rubber band around it yeah and like or like a um i don't know it reminds me uh i don't know isn't there like a i don't know what it reminds me of i was thinking of something different but yeah, it's it's around. It's a, it's. I mean, it's a ball with tank treads and this weird, like one stabilizing. Like that that thing does not look very durable. No, it doesn't. Like this little yeah. this little this little shopping cart wheel all by itself, just yeah. resting it up from the backside as if that's going to be enough to. Tanks are made to plow through barbed wire. I don't see this thing going through barbed wire. I don't see it going through a field. You <laughs> get stuck in a ditch. <laughs> like, like uh, what's your recon? The yeah. fact that you're stuck in a goddamn ditch. Yeah. So. They they think the drive was probably located under or behind the driver and connected to that rear wheel. There would be a, like, that would be your steering to shift the center of gravity. But I, I don't know. It seems It seems horrible. like there's not enough, there's not enough, yeah, terrible. It seems like there's not enough force there. So, so then people think that maybe it was like a armored refuge, like to take a makeshift bunker, like move it along the front lines with you. Okay. I mean, maybe. Some people think it was just used to lay cable. I don't know. But I like the armor on it's really thin too. This feels like it's something only, that like. It's only five millimeters thick. So yeah, that's not that's five it's, millimeters. It's not even gonna. What's that gonna do? That's like a third of an inch, maybe a little over. Yeah, what's that? It's not gonna quite do? half an inch. Yeah, Nothing? I don't know. Like if it was a, like if that thing was like massive, like it was just this giant overwhelming ball, then like maybe it would be a thing. But it doesn't seem like yeah. it's just like because then it was its weight would like, you know, if you imagine something like um, I mean, I'm literally just thinking like some weird like. Like some Star Wars vehicle. This this massive thing and it's just huge and it's barreling through like, you know, anything. Yeah. Because if it's... it became like the boulder from Indiana Jones, but like piloted by a Nazi. Yeah, if the Nazis were driving the stones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had stone powers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be exactly. But if it's just it's just a small little thing that's like a I mean it's tiny. Yeah. Well, now that the Kugelpanzers got us onto some weird tanks, let's talk about some tanks. Okay. The Nazi army had a good amount of them, and they ranged from all different sizes. They had one that was quite formidable. It was the Tiger tank. It was huge. You know, it was, I think it was the biggest tank involved in World War II. Tiger tank? I think. Um... It was huge, and it had a 100-millimeter thick armor and an 88-millimeter cannon on it. But when you have a giant tank that's kicking ass like that, what would you do? What, run away from it? Well, no. If if it's your tank and it's kicking ass, you make know. A bu- make a bunch of them? Well, yeah, that's a good idea. They did. <laughs> but why not make a bigger one? Oh, so what's that right? one? Yeah, that one's called the mouse. Oh, so they're ironically being f- they're being funny. Oh wow, <laughs> Nazi humor isn't that great? Yep. 
assholes. This massive tank so weighed this in. This is real. This isn't a real at tank. At 188 metric tons. That's 414,469 pounds. Or nearly the weight of two blue whales. Or the average weight of 100 cars. Or 3,184 five foot six inch females. I just what? started Google. I just started typing in weights, and this was all the things Google suggested. What the fuck, Google? Get out of here, Google! You're you can tell Google's not a human. Who talks like that, like, Google? I was like five foot six females. Why? Okay, yeah, how many of them would it take to fit this this weight? And, fem- and females, At average, not, not yeah. even women, females. <laughs> Weird Google identifying humans like animals. You creep. Hold on, the next one was forty thousand house cats. <laughs> You know what really helps put things into perspective? Measuring things in house cats. And you know it's easy to picture 40,000 house cats. What the fuck? Yeah, and at that point I stopped what on? I stopped ty- typing in how much does this weigh? And, and I was just, like, okay, like, whatever, okay, I'm done. Okay, man. Yeah, you tested my patience, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man, this... So the mouse... Only two models ever came close to completion before Soviet forces overran the testing facility. Well, that's probably for the best. Absolutely. Yeah. It's immense size and equally immense 128 millimeter cannon made it capable of destroying any Allied vehicle in existence from more than two miles away. Oh, my God. And it was coated in armor nearly 10 inches thick. That's why it's got that weird, like, Tesla Elon Musk truck vibe. It's just flat on all sides. It's just yeah. nothing. There's no bolts. It's just it's solid. Just, it was poured. Steel. Was it just poured? It was just poured together. It wasn't assembled. Yeah, it was I don't poured. even know. It's massive. Jesus. How would you feel if you were the guy in the 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 Kugel Panzer with the five millimeter armor and this guy rolls up? You're like, oh, like, what the seems, fuck? This seems unfair. Yeah. Can I? Can you just put my tank inside your tank, please? (laughs) Can I come in there? Yeah, can you open it up, please? Yeah. Yeah. The guy's in his his Kugel Panzer. He's like, oh, what's that? And he's like, hey, what's that? And the other Nazi's like, this is the mouse. The what? Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's continue on our journey through uh, Nazi weapons. All right. So if that... If that tank isn't something that freak freaks you out, let's see if it's you want to take one of these for a spin. All right, one of which? The FI-103R, the piloted bomb. What? <laughs> it was it's not a, a particularly bomb? strong bomb. No, it wasn't robot piloted. Was you a had human? to pilot it. Yeah. Why do I have to drive the bomb? I don't know. You signed up for the Nazis. I did not sign no, up for not. the Nazi bomb program. <laughs> well, I did not do any of these things. What was it called? The, the FI-103R. Okay, so this is that. There's a picture. I mean, of it looks two, like a. It looks like a plane. There's a picture of, there's like three guys looking at one, and they're all like, I'm not going to pilot this. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting it. in it? Yeah. Nope. I'm not doing that. Are you doing that? No. Yeah, well, this, you know, I mean, a piloted bomb would allow fuck? for greater accuracy. 
I don't want to be in. I'm clicking on just images, and then I, I was redirected to the Luftwaffe lovers page. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, maybe call it something else, you fucking Nazis. Jesus uh. Christ. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what the hell? But so the piloted bomb went into production and even conducted test flights. Yeah, how'd that go? What did the pilot report back? I don't know. <laughs> However, uh, some of Hitler's military advisors eventually convinced him that suicide missions weren't part of the German warrior tradition. And that project was set aside. Yeah, that's the point when someone has to walk him back. Like, you're not valuing anyone's lives here. Yeah. You're on too many drugs. Yeah, he's just methed out of his mind. God, how did Hitler avoid getting face tattoos? That's an honest question. I don't think tattoos were big enough yet. Because oh, he would have totally hit he would have. He would have had a skull yeah. on his face and God only knows what. Nothing but swastikas all over his head. Yep. I need more. Okay, sir. All right. Yeah. Well. Oh. Yep. Late in the war, uh, Hitler had a big problem. He did. He... <laughs> a lot. A lot of problems specifically besides his meth addiction. Well, it wasn't really meth, but you know what I'm getting at. I mean, it was it was a substance. It was many substances. He was a walking cocktail of things. Yep. But one specifically, one problem more specifically, was that Allied bombers were routinely rocking German cities. So the As Nazis came up with a, another brilliant idea, a cut above manned bombs. Use special ramming planes to crash right into Allied bombers. This is the same. It's almost the same thing. <laughs> is it? It's I mean, pretty close. It's pretty close to the same thing. You're not making it out of there either. Yeah. This ramming. is precisely what the Zeppelin rammer was designed to do. It had steel-edged wings and a special ramming nose, and it would steer right for the wings and tails of bombers and hope to bring them down, hopefully staying intact itself which may or may not have been possible. Zeppelin rammer. There's an image of it just flying straight through a plane's tail fin. This is hilarious. <laughs> like it's an illustration. Uh. What? So yeah, these things never were, were built, were they? I think they were built prototypes, though. Okay. Yeah, they just love, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's there's so many insanity. Well, there's so many illustrations of them like ramming through like the uh, the tail end of a plane, and like like yeah. that's gonna do the job, and you're gonna be fine. I mean, I'm not an engineer, but that seems like you're not gonna be fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you just plow through a plane's tail fin, and like victory. I don't know if that's how that's gonna work, man. Don't you have guns? Why don't you yeah. use guns? Yeah. If, yeah. If you're getting, if you're close getting that close, you think it, you would just shoot it. <laughs> right. Launch a missile or something. No. We're going to ram it. All right. Well, you do you, Nazis. Okay, sure. Ramming planes. All right. Well. Were they, was he just trying to kill? It seems like they're just trying to kill Nazis, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. <laughs> Put Nazis maybe, in a bomb? Put them in a ramming maybe, plane? Maybe Hitler had a guy on his on his like special weapons team, and he was like, he's a... a a mole and he's like let's see if i'll keep slipping them side ideas let's see what we can get here what if we what if we put guys in bombs good idea whatever drug he's doing all right thanks sir yeah. Yeah. what if we put him in a plane that'll ram other planes i like it okay it's like 
what if I design, what if I give you a ball tank that can't go anywhere? I mean, that is super mobile and yeah, let's do it. Yeah. That's what I want. Okay. Just, just burning up the, uh, all the resources. <laughs> yeah, it was, using... <laughs> he was going for the long game. He's like thousand <laughs> years. Nah. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can chip away at that. Yeah. Piece by piece, this will be done. Pretty soon we'll be having boats that crash into other boats that are both ours, just because that's what we're doing, is ramming boats. Ramming speed, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, according to some on that he confided in, maybe maybe the same guy that worked on his, you know, was working on the other ideas, but, yeah, probably not. But one of Hitler's confidants said that the Fuhrer was obsessed with the idea of seeing New York City in flames. I mean, he thought it was, yeah, great, cool, cool obsession, Hitler. And it was that that started their America Bomber Project. Oh, my God. America with a K. The goal of which was to develop planes that could travel the 3,600 miles across the Atlantic and bomb the U.S. Ambitious. Jet-powered, 150 feet from tip to tip. It would beleaguer the USA. It could have caused a bad time. but Yes, it would have. Unfortunately, that project came too late. So, good. But let's stick with the theme that if something works, it should probably work better if it were bigger. Okay. Perhaps the most ambitious among the Nazis' enormous aircrafts was the Junkers 322, known Junk- as the Mammoth. The, ma- these, the names, they don't stop. Yeah, with a massive wingspan that was over 200 feet, this transport glider lived up to its name. Beyond its size, though, the Mammoth was made entirely of wood. It was a glider. Oh, what? Yeah. It worked, even though to get it to fly, it had to be towed by an airliner. Okay. So a transport vehicle that in order to fly has to get towed by a transport vehicle. Yeah, I think you're, I think I'm on to your guy who's just abused. like, let's, how many resources can I use up in this place? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess for stealth, it could land troops, you know, behind enemy lines or something. But does that not just seem ridiculous? I mean, they were literally just throwing whatever. They would just try to make anything work. Mm-hmm. But let's go bigger. Bigger than a mammoth? Yeah. Uh officially known as the Carl Garat and it more it tends to go by its other nicknames more frequently yeah what were those the nicknames for this weapon were either Thor Odin Loki it was a massive siege mortar I took this directly from a website because it fit with all my animal stuff from earlier the gargantuan weapon it was the size of a blue whale and could fire shells the size of a rhinoceros 
I had uh, to include that after having all yeah, my stuff I'm like, with well, then I just the imagined, animals earlier. I just imagined a rhinoceros <laughs> flying out of a, a blue whale. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it was twenty. The heaviest amun or the the munitions that were fired out of it, the heaviest being twenty four inches in diameter, weighing four thousand seven hundred eighty pounds of shell. And what was the range on that? I didn't put it in here. But the lightest uh, shell was 2,760 pounds. And that one could reach 6.2 miles. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there was actually six of these in production. And they saw action in multiple battles, including the Battle of the Bulge, which is a big one. Well, I mean, a lot of them are big ones, but the Battle of the Bulge is a pretty name, big name. And what was uh, what was this? It was just a giant. Was it just a giant gun? Is that what this one guy is? It's a mortar. Yeah, oh, more, it's a okay. giant mortar. Got it. Got it. Um, eventually they were destroyed by Allied forces. Let's go bigger. The largest artillery cannon ever built. Ah, oh, this I'm, I may have seen this bad boy. Yeah. Well, because he's hard to avoid. Great Gustav. hundred and fifty feet long. Coming in at two hundred and ninety-seven thousand. No, two million nine hundred seventy-six thousand two hundred forty-one pounds. Two hundred fifty men needed to assemble it over the course of three days. Whenever they moved it. And it fired 11-foot shells, each weighing about 15,000 pounds. I mean, the 1940s were horrifying. I mean, can you imagine getting shot by that thing? You won't have to because you're going to be... You won't be, you won't be anything. <laughs> you won't be anything yeah. anymore. You'll be in the void. You'll be atomized, right. You'll be living in the, yeah, the void. <laughs> yeah, you're like, done. How did I get here? I who, where am? Did I live a life? Who am I? The scary thing about this Nazi super weapon was that it wasn't late to the party. Yeah, it actually saw service. Not good. It was developed in the late 1930s, I think 1939, and it was used to blast through French fortifications. Yeah, I mean that's gonna fuck everything Once. up. Yeah. So, Great Gustav, however, uh, after France quickly surrendered, probably had something to do with Great Gustav. Yeah, he um, definitely helped. Limited how much action it actually saw. Nowhere else Uh, to drag it, nowhere else to pull it. But they did make a second one. But it was slightly smaller. Uh, It was similar, actually. I think it was... Slightly smaller, though. Um, And it saw a little bit of action on the Soviet front. They were both destroyed also. Um, One was destroyed by the Nazis to keep it out of the approaching Soviet's hands. And then I think the Americans got the other one. So, can we get bigger than that? 
What are we building? A robot? With a length of about 430 feet, the V3 literally needed to be built up a hillside to support its massive size. What is this? This is Busy Lizzie. That was the nickname for this Busy Lizzie monstrosity is this of a the, weapon. Is this the giant weapon I was thinking of? How many giant weapons did these assholes have? <laughs> I don't know. They don't stop. So the location of the hill that the Nazis built the V3 Busy Lizzie into uh, because they needed a gun. It, I mean, it shows why they were building this gun. Yes. They built it in northern France, just over 100 miles from London. Oh, no. Yeah. And the V3 was the only gun that could shoot the distance. The plan was to bombard London with massive 310-pound shells at a rate of hundreds by the uh, by uh, uh, per hour. Just just blasting. I mean, there wouldn't be an island left. Yeah. I mean, that was their hope. Yeah, they the, really didn't like Nazis did not like London. No. Well, I mean, yeah, the British Empire is right there. They can't they don't like that affront to their power. Yeah. They weren't fans. They were the the they were fighting them, you know, more than others were at the time. And that yeah. may have irked a certain drug-addled lunatic. Yeah, which would not be hard to do. Just right. <sighs> so, all right. We made it. After I cut out a bunch of weapons that, while strange for the time, aren't that weird now, I left a few of the goofier ones in because, well, they're dumb and funny. I mean, come on, the curved gun, man. Come on, guys. That's, that's, that was designed by a second grader. Yeah. We, huh? we come to the next few that I really wanted to hit on. Okay. But when I got into it, there really wasn't enough to go off of for an entire episode, so I learned a lot about all sorts of other weapons. It's just a scary deep dive. Scary, hilarious, horrifying. Yeah. A lot of WTF so, moments about giant super cannons. German scientists first developed particle accelerators known as Betatrons in the 1930s. Well, all right. We'll see you later. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Betatrons. <laughs> and Nazis taking over in 1933. Obviously, they, being evil, immediately needed to figure out how to build a death ray. Of course they did. Because, you know, they. how many skulls can we put on this death ray? Does it have room for skulls? Yes, there's yeah. room for skulls. It needs to have skulls. Okay. All right. Yeah, so Nazi scientists worked towards turning these Betatrons into X-ray beam generators and cannons that could disable aircraft engines and even kill pilots with blasts of radiation. Oh my God. Oh, my God. Right? Holy fuck, man. Here we go. Ah. Nazi death rays. Because, yeah, obviously, this is a, this was an aspiration. 
I mean, it was definitely an aspiration. However, these death rays were never finalized before invading American forces captured the prototype. I was just going to say... In, in April of 1945. So you want to expand on that idea? Huh? I could. Yeah. We have Does death the rays. Does U.S. military have a functioning death ray? Yeah, have one. How many are hooked to satellites in the sky? Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying... Space Force? Does Space Force have gamma, have beta tech death rays floating? It's it's entirely possible that we took whatever they were working on and used it for, uh, what are they called? Energy-focused or directed energy weapons or whatever. Yep. Because there's a lot of those now. They could have, you know, maybe not vaporized people with radiation like the the Nazis were definitely hoping it would do. But we might have got something out of it. Well, I'm sure we took whatever we could from that idea. You're right. So if a death ray doesn't sound like something out of a science fiction, I don't know what does. Right? I mean, yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. The evil fascists have a death ray. Do they? Yeah. Wow. Of course. Well, I need to ask you about a movie. Okay. A little obscure because it's the fourth movie in a series. Okay. It has space Nazis in it. Okay. And an alliance that has to overcome the odds of a daunting military force. Okay. That force had a super weapon in their arsenal. Okay. Do you maybe know what movie and weapon I might be talking about? Which uh, which which um installment did you say number-wise this one was again? Four. Four. Chronologically yeah. or release date? Or uh, Chronologically. Okay. Yeah, I might know. There might there might okay. be hope involved here. Yeah, uh, uh, a new perhaps one, maybe. a new hope. A new, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, since that's set in a galaxy far, far away, we have to make sure our weapons ago. here are a little more terrestrial. That's so, true. Just like space Nazis, Earth Nazis wanted a weapon so powerful. That it could damage, that it could cause so much damage on such a large scale that it would force any thoughts of rebellion. Those people would suffer so much terror at the sight of this weapon that would no one would ever think to challenge their power. Did Hitler want to blow up the moon? Maybe, but that's not what I'm getting at. Okay, never mind, sorry. You're close. <laughs> okay, so sorry. the. So we got Star Wars and the Death Star. Yeah. Well, what about Nazis and the Sun Gun? Oh, brother. Oh, my God. So. It's. What it is, is essentially the Death Star, but. Since we're not focused on destroying an entire galaxy yet, they might have got there. Possibly. They're more focused on, you know, Earth. What can they do here? So it was one of their most ambitious projects. Um, but they sought to... Physicists wanted to launch a massive reflector made of metallic sodium more than 5,000 miles into space where it could 
mirror the sun's energy on a given city in order to set it ablaze. What? They just want to vaporize cities with the sun. With the sun in the 1940s. Yeah. You guys. Hmm. Well, now I'm just concerned about I'm concerned about all the technologies that America has at the moment. Yeah, or they could set, you know, bodies of water ablaze, you know, boil. Oh, my God, right. Just destroy things. Yeah, boil your drinking water and just wipe out. They were working on this project and were captured by American authorities. And when interrogated on it, they said they needed at least 50 to 100 years to complete. That's a long game. Is there one of those out there? I was just doing the math as you said that. I was getting too worked up. 50 to 100 years. We're coming up on that 100. We're closer to 100 than we are 50. Maybe. Well, and that was their estimations with their technology. They didn't know how fast technology was going to, you know, multiply as far as how it would advance. Mm -hmm. They could have had this thing in 1997. Yeah, maybe. And, And by they, I mean the United States of America. Which is not something we captured it. That's not something we need. We don't need that. Please don't have right. that. But I guess there's a lot of things we don't need that we have. Just because. Yep. That's good. The sun gun. The sun gun. Just gonna set whole cities up. Just. Well, I'm buying it. I'm, I'm picturing the uh, you know the. The Independence Day style movie in my head and just whoosh. I mean, that's what it wanted to be. Yeah. Boom. The end. Yeah. It's just a focusing disc. It's like yep. they wanted to put a massive magnifying glass in space. That's totally to how, melt all the ants. That's totally how light somebody, them all on fire or whatever. Yeah, how somebody was inspired to make this. That's totally they're like, what if we have a bigger one of these? Yeah. Okay. Let's give it a shot. And imagine all the That's... allies seeing them launch this giant disc into space. Like, what's that? And then New York's on fire. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, huh. Well. Oh. Correlation? Once you, well, once that exists, then you... That's when you just launch. That's when you have suicide rockets. Just... I guess those are missiles. You don't need people inside those. <laughs> suicide rockets are just missiles. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they had piloted bombs. Why not piloted missiles? That's what I was thinking at first. Like, just launch a rocket up there. But I just want to make sure they think it's destroyed. Yeah. Well, the Nazis were the only ones with rockets at the time, though. Yeah, which is the problem. That's a huge problem. (sighs) Mm Mm-hmm. It's all right. We took all them, too. Yeah, of course. Because, (laughs) Yeah. It's like a garage sale. Oh yeah, we'll take some of these. Oh, and your scientists? Yeah, there are. There, yeah, we belong. They belong to us now too. Yep. Well, that's what I was more referring to was the scientists. Okay. We're like, oh yeah, we'll take those. <laughs> yeah. Come on over. Yeah, we're going to space now. Yeah. See you. What? Yeah. You. Oh yeah. Nazi stuff. Uh, we don't beat, worry about it. We, gotta we forgot the, about that. We gotta beat the Russians, but I think the Russians had their own Nazis too. <laughs> yeah. I forget what that one's. Is that? 
that's one that you can read about on uh this is like declassified i think that's project paperclip paperclip is i think is that was that theirs or ours that's ours okay yeah i don't know what russia's is called they have one too though yeah operation stapler yeah they just <laughs> office supplies desk desk items yeah because that's how they that's basically like, i don't this. know what's on your desk mm, pen yeah. operation pen let's go for it <laughs> operation pen wait it was again it was like stealing office supplies when they walked into germany yeah these scientists yeah oh could use these yeah well that's all i got for wonder weapons though oh my god it's fun i mean it's it's fun to make fun of nazis it it will always be fun to make fun of Nazis, yeah, yeah, and then to be appalled and in awe of the destructive aspirations they had. Yeah, I mean, come it's on, horrifying. it's not good. It's real bad. And that's and we didn't even touch on anything supernatural or weird because well, I mean, weird weapons are weird, right? But not some of the weird occult shit they get into. No, that's kind of where I started with this path, and then I got. Very intrigued by the sun gun. I can understand how the sun gun would uh, take your attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, then, and then that's all you have to go off of. Well, they thought this would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> they, and I was like, man. The, the Soviets walk into like some science facility and they're looking at these blueprints and they're like in German, but they're like, they can still figure out like the, the drawings. They're like, I think they want to make a sun gun. <laughs> what? Yeah. So yeah, look at it. It just look. It's like they got then an arrow from the sun to this, and then like they're really focused on New York and London. Oh, and Moscow. <laughs> they didn't forget about us, I guess. They want to blow this up too. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's not good. Nope. Yeah. Well. Fuck Nazis. Yeah. Fuck Nazis. They suck. Real bad. Well, sun guns. I mean, sun guns. Now I'm just picturing a bunch of Nazis, like before they figured out this was like a bunch of Nazis running into battle with the curved rifles and they just shoot each other. They thought yeah. they had an angle to it wouldn't hit each other, but like, like they're trying to like flank somebody and they just ended up killing themselves. Mm hmm. Yeah. The 180 degree barrel. <laughs> that's, that's the guy we talked about who's designing these weapons to waste resources. <laughs> right. So the what, gonna, if, what if somebody's sneaking up behind you? <laughs> and then one of the Nazis is like, Isn't this thing pointed at my chest? Nah, it's going to go right by you. It's fine. It's not going to get the bad guy. Don't worry it's about gonna, it. Yeah, the bad guy's going to die today. <laughs> and the whole regiment just blows. He's like, Well, that didn't work. Oh, well. Yeah. Well. If you got a, uh, you got thoughts on uh, Wonder Weapons and the um, horrible aspirations of the Nazi regime, email us at weirdandfeardpodcast at gmail dot com, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us all on the social medias. Um, yeah, Patreon if you want to support the show and uh, listen to our behind the scenes exclusive episodes behind the veil on the Patreon. That's all there for you. Check that out. Weird and feared. Uh, Patreon dot com slash weird and feared. Then everybody else, I mean, stay safe and stay spooky, I suppose. Yeah, stay spooky. Yeah.